podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. And you want to break our walls down? And you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. And welcome to the Fatback Four. On the day that Liverpool have secured top four and Champions League for the second season running with a 4 0 win over Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, I'm Gab, your host as usual, and joining me tonight, uh, two of the boys are with us. Uh, you have Ian and you have Grizz. Um, so the three of us are going to have a rare old time here tonight. Uh, lads, straight into it. Um, a lot of nerves. I don't know a lot of nerves, but some nerves during the week. Probably lessened a little bit by the Chelsea result on Wednesday night, I think it was. But a lot of people were a little bit nervy about this one going in today, mainly because of air form. Um, Brighton can be a tough nut to crack at times, maybe not so much away from home, but uh, it was a game that we had to draw, but we really wanted a win to, to get us back on you know, on track and looking forward to two weeks' time. Ian, um, I won't go into the lineup because I thought it was... There was probably one surprise. Milner, I don't know whether he was injured or whether he was just left out. I, I heard different and varying reports. But for you, when you see the team, are you happy? Um, considering he starts Solanke up front, were you happy when you when you seen it? Hey, yeah. I mean, I was a bit surprised to ask Solanke. We'll talk about him in a bit. Do you know what I mean? But nah, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always happy. Me, I'm not really asked. We put out. I've got. I'm confident all the time. Anyway, I thought today would be stolen the park. To be honest. Could have played Kenny Daglish up front. I don't think he could. Good. Could. Could. He's not registered. Would he still got a nil nil? Would he still would he still qualify? <laughs> all right. Um Grizz, you probably said two two to me at some stage during the week because that's not what you always say to me. You never give me a result. But when you look at the team, um he goes with his favourite back four. And it's it's more like a four two three one, isn't it? Um for me, Solanke was a huge surprise to start. Absolutely huge, but I suppose when you're running now midfielders, and you know, well, literally, we're beyond the bare bones now. I suppose he probably had to do something up front to try hold two of them lads in midfield, but actually do something up front at the same time. Yeah, did you say it was a surprise? Did you say for Solanke up front? 
Yeah, it was a surprise to me. Yeah, 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 no, it was. But I was happy that um, he he played sort of Mane and Salah uh, alongside Bobby and uh, uh, Solanke because I thought I know you described it as a bit of a four-two-three-one. I thought it was a, I thought it was quite a bit of an orthodox four-four-two with sort of Bobby and Salah changing positions, kind of thing. I so, thought it four. I thought it four-two-four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. But I'm just that type of guy. But, 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 yeah, yeah, glass half full type guy. But but the thing is, I was happy Slanky starting alongside sort of uh, a partner, if you know what I mean, sort of someone alongside him. So, because it's unfair to judge. I mean, you know, I'm going to hold my hand up. I'm not his biggest fan. I mean, you know me, I love everyone who wears wears the red shirt and I'm a big supporter of them. I'll support them, but I don't actually rate him as a player. And, uh, and I especially don't like it when he's sort of given a, the opportunity and he's not got the sort of playing in his right role in his formation where he's asked to drift left or drift right. Do you know what I mean? He'd done actually very well today, so it was good to see him sort of with the big boys and um, plenty of crosses being whipped in as well, which is his strength. So, yeah, I think I think he'd done well. I think, he, I think it was a good, 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 good performance from Big Dom. Ian, um, one thing I noticed from the, from the get-go, and it was... It was a massive change from last week against Chelsea. I'm probably going back the last couple of league games was the way we started. There was a purpose to our game from the very beginning. Um, I, I've often said I like Liverpool when they play probably four days between games. When it goes beyond that, I think they lose this rhythm that they speak about and they nearly have to re- hit the reset button and start again after a seven-day rest. But I think it was a massive thing today. You could see all the players were well up for it. The tempo was high and... They literally show Brighton in the first 10, 15 minutes that you are no, in no way getting out of here where anything. It's just not happening. Sorry, mate. Someone just said on Perry that I'm looking swelled. So I got carried away. So I only heard four seconds of what you said. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ad lib. Yeah, we've nothing, sound. Nothing, nothing new there. We've sound. Yeah. Listen, it's one of those games where you, you're right. There was a bit more of a break. There was also, it's like, if you're at the end of a 12-hour shift and you're fucked, but you get in that last hour and you can give it another push because you know you're nearly going home, that's what it's like at the end of a season, isn't it? Just push it, and then they got 13 days or whatever to, like, the fucking proper game. And they were just too good for Brighton. Far, far too good. You can you can almost tell Liverpool are going to play in the first three or four minutes of every game. They, they very rarely change gear. They start how they mean to go on, you know what I mean? And I heard a stat after the game today that Chris Hutton as Brighton managers played Liverpool four, before today four times, and he's conceded five goals every game. So they were already up. You know what I mean? We were already narrowed. And I didn't fancy Newcastle to fucking to let us down anyway. Do you know what I mean? I, t- today was just one of those games where it was the sun was shining, everyone gets to wear the shiny new kit and all that. Walk in the park, honestly. That shows you how good we are. Chris Hutton said some nice, nice stuff about us after the game. He said they're about to play in the Champions League final, and that's their level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think his actual quote was somewhere along the lines of "That's a team that we hope goes and wins the Champions League." Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. He came out and said that. Um, yeah, and I was going to say he's been nice to us all week. Apparently, uh, even in, in the in the in the build-up, classy he was saying, man, he's classy fella. He's top top guy. Yeah, he done well. Cla- he is a classy fella, and to be honest with you, like if you if you listen to Newcastle fans, they still regret the fact that Chris Hutton, um left them. You know, we've done a great job for them, and they went on to, they want to parade you and all these fucking Egypts. Well, I suppose Benitez now is probably the, the step up. Fucking Egypts. 
But a lot of them fucking but, um, idiots. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest with you, I'm not saying Newcastle don't, but that owner at Newcastle don't deserve a man like Chris Hewton. He, he, he behaves impeccably from, you know, day one to of the season to now, and he's very open and honest about what he's seen today after the game, anyway. Poor Rafa, mate. Poor Rafa's like a twat magnet when it comes to owners, isn't he? Yeah. If you've got a cunt of an owner, call Rafa. He's your man. Yeah, he is your man. Yeah, Chris Hewton, he's a top, top fella. I didn't used to rate him that much at the beginning, to be honest with you. I just thought, he was, at, was it Glenn Oddles' first team coach for years, was it? He? he was at Spurs yeah. for like 20 odd years when he Yeah, he's right, been yeah. for a long time, yeah. I, I always just thought he was just a familiar face around. Just a around yes here. man kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Nice yeah. Yes a, bit, a bit like Steve Bold, a bit like Roy that. Evans type thing, yeah, nice man. Yeah. Nice. Do you know what I mean? But no, nah, he, he's done well, he's done very well this season. I tip them to go down, possibly finish. Bottom as well, so they they've done really well. Like, well, just a side, well, just a side note. You've we've mentioned two of the managers that have keep, kept their uh, the teams that have come up up come up up. If you know what I mean, yeah. You know what I mean. No one, no one, no one ever knows what you mean. But go on, come up up. We do. So, 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 so we've got um, Rafa. We, we adjust our brains about fifteen minutes before we start here. To good lads. That's why we have a, about, that's why we have a fifteen minute warm up. But yeah, kind of. Um, um, Hewton, Rafa, and Wagner—three of the nicest blokes. You know, three, three, three managers that um, I think a lot of neutrals kind of, sort of adore as well, and sort of got quite attached to, and hope that they would get up, uh, stay up, as opposed to your sort of, you know, the nasty crocker shit in the past. But so, yeah, and I think it's in a huge. I, I said in the midweek, midweek when when Huddersfield got their point they needed at was it Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course it was at Chelsea. What a tremendous job them through because I was, I'm like Ian. I thought Brighton nailed on. I thought how did they? When build? was the last time? When was the last time all three sides that came up stayed apparently up? I don't know. It's only once that? before. Apparently it's only happened yeah. once before. So that's an, a huge, huge achievement. And you know, I don't think not enough. I don't think enough credit's been given to sort of the likes of Hewton and Wagner, especially Wagner. You I know? think I think not enough credit's being given to them because when you look at the Premier League, you have that top four, top five, top six. Then you have you usually have a block. Of, everyone <laughs> says this. You usually have a block of three or four that are in the middle, and the rest are sh- shit. You know what I mean? And you get a lot of credit if you can get out of that. But there's been such a scope and a widening of the scope of how many crap teams there is in this league that it's actually easier to get out of because you're not. You, you, instead of you having six really, you know, top class teams three or four that you might get something against and then nine that you fancy yourself again. There's probably 12 or 13 in this league you fancy yourself again. So you don't get that credit that you would have gotten previous years, you know. But look, enough about all them. Fuck them. Um, and fair play to Brighton for turning up today, but they just hadn't got a hope. Um, let's go through the goals. Um, yeah, cheers, cheers, Chris. I, I, want, I want to go through the goals and I want to go through something else that went on in the game. And, and The minute we got on here tonight, before we come on air, we were just we're still in shock over the whole team, but we get to it. Uh, goals. Um, Salah gets the first one, makes it one 0 uh, Good run from I think it's Trent to the middle of the park. Plays it to Solanke. It's a decent ball into Salah, and it's one of those um, just your standard Salah finishes and it puts him on thirty two league goals for the season. He tops. I think it's a Suarez. Ronaldo and Shearer. I think is the people he beats the record for. Ian. Um, 32 goals in 38 games. We talk about this fella nearly every week, but now is the time to, to talk about him in, in kind of like a final say in him. I know we have a game in two weeks, but league-wise we have a final say in him. 32 goals in 38 games is just off the fucking charts. 
phenomenal, proper phenomenal. I think it's affected this game the last couple of weeks, the, the record, so I'm glad it's done. He deserves it, I'm glad it's done, but I'm glad we can just move on, do you know what I mean? I'll be interested, I'd take 20 goals off him next season right now. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near 40 next year. And if he does, it, you know what I mean? We, we have got one of the best players on the planet if he does. But, mate, for a wide forward, who's only had one penalty, a uh, top, top draw, man. Proper top draw. Yeah, it was brilliant. He doesn't... It, 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 and it's not just... It's everything about him, like Chris has said in the past. It's everything about the man. Do you know what I mean? There's no arrogance. He's pure, pure humble. He's a, he's a proper, like, ambassador for, like, Muslims everywhere, all that type of stuff. He's a, he's a fucking, he's a real, real player. Like, Luis Suarez, when he was our best player by a mile, was an absolute cunt, money. He? He'd bite you, he'd shiv you, he'd fucking rob your milk off your doorstep. He's one of them. Salah's none of that. Salah's just class. Yeah, he's a, he's top drawer, and I've seen a lovely clip from after the game, and I think it's his daughter comes out on the pitch. The, the fans cheer oh, and then he touches the ball and the whole stadium boos him. Booed him. Um, and he just threw his hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. it's absolutely brilliant. But, Grace, coming back to Salah, um, I'm not going to go on about him all night because, as I said, we seem to speak about him every week. But one thing I will say is um, one of the trippers, Ray Brady, put a thing up earlier and it was basically a picture of Mo Salah and over the top of the picture was all his achievements this season. And it took me about fucking five minutes to rate them. Um, players of the month, players of the week, Player of the Year, goals, it's it's unbelievable. And for we, we're going to go on to something later on with regards to Liverpool signings and stuff like that and people that are overrated and underrated, we will get to that later on. But for me, as a debut season, um, I've never seen anything like it and you'll go a long way to see anything like it again. Sensational, just one word, sensational. He's going to need a trophy cabinet the size of mine because apparently he's got 35, 35 35 medals now, trophies yeah. or awards, yeah, sorry. Commu- community games fucking medals don't count, Chris. No, 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 no. You, uh, I need to show... Oh, man, I'm not going to show you today, but another time. But yeah, 35, tro- 35 awards. Listen, the guy's been an absolute breath of fresh air, as Ian said as well, in terms of everything, in terms of the image of the club. You know, Suarez was fucking awesome. We know what Suarez was, but was he brilliant? Was he perfect for the for a sort of the image of the club? You know, very dubious. You know, the three that we've got now sort of, all right, we're talking about Salah, but the Mane's, the Bobbies, you know, absolute credit to the club, the coach, the camaraderie between them. He's just he's just a lovable guy. And on top of that, he's <laughs> fucking brilliant. He's brilliant at football as well. Sing what? What's someone saying? Sing right, right, right. Sing LA, LA, LA. Yeah, right, no, right. I talk, Don't I fuck yourself. Yeah, I promised if we win it, um, I'll, I'll do a rendition. In- I'm not going to lie, I went far off singing it then. As soon as I see it, I think Songs but, but yeah, look, Salah, everything's been said and done about him. He's been absolutely sensational. 35 awards of different types in your first season coming back to the premiership. That's just that's just unbelievable, isn't it? And um, and you know what? We've discussed in the last couple of weeks where we feel we feel at some point he's, he's sort of he's playing on his mind. The goals, the, the golden boot, etc., etc. I thought today, I think 100%. I feel Klopp had had a word with him because he was on his A game today. Not only his goal, his assist for well, sort of his assist for the Dom. A couple of times he played in Bobby and some, I think today was a brilliant sign going into the Madrid game, where I think Salah was back to his A game, as well as Bobby and Mane as well. Mm. Let's um, let's move on uh, to Nilian and it's big Daisy Lovren. Um, 
Front foot Dexy. Uh, <laughs> front foot Dexy. What was it? Um, first thing I have to say is he looks outstanding in that new jersey. Um, that's a league winning jersey. That's a league title winning jersey. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Um, I put a tweet out the other day saying, or yesterday saying Liverpool are going to win their sixth European Cup on the 26th of May. Pass it on. And uh, it got a good response, but the, the, the best things was it was United and City fans all tagging each other in it. Uh, they're obviously waiting for the 27th of May, and if it doesn't go right, they're going to absolutely come down and make yeah. a ton of bricks. But um, uh, in bread cunts. Do you know what? Sorry, that, sort, that sort of goal, um, I love that sort of goal. Ball, got, ball gets played out. Um, I think it's Robertson, because um, my memory's fucking shocking today with the hangover I have. Robertson swings a lovely ball in, and I love seeing a defender where he makes that run and he's, he, can, he can see it coming, and he's all the time in the world jumps up and buries it. And uh, Lovins. Second goal of the season, I think. Uh, but sure. good to see him in the boxing. Good to see him getting a goal. And, uh, it, and as I said, looking absolutely splendid in his new um, the new kit. Is my bottom. Yeah, he's a good looking bastard, isn't he? It's overlooked sometimes because people think half people can't stand him, but he is a good looking shit. But mate, he starts to run from the edge of the box, and they just let him go. They mean six foot two, and they give him like a thirty yard run up. Yeah. And I'll give him, a, you know what, he still fucking nearly shoulders it in. Do you know, he still nearly bottles it. But, yeah, yeah good goal. Like, you, you just can't give any man of, of that size a run on, on you, you know what I mean? No one even jumps with him. It was marking him, was it that bong? I don't think there was he anyone. He's been on a bong. The ball you know, goes on the just, bong. As it comes to Robertson, you just see him making that little move. And as the ball goes into the air, then he makes it. And there's no stopping him. It doesn't matter if there's a fella marking him. Because he's on, he's on the front foot. Because that's what Degsy does, and he's he's straight in and he's up and he's heading. And yeah, he's but you, it, you know? yeah, but yeah, but you know what? As I said, it was good to see us getting crosses into the box as well. Because even though it wasn't from a set piece, I think it was a short. I think it was um, Salah lays it off to Robbo, and Robbo swings it in. Who's again Rob, Robertson? We make it onto him like Robertson and Trent's deliveries uh, are just something else. You know, from the wide area, sensational deliveries. And because we had Dominic Solanke, who was predominantly playing uh, in and around the box, it was good to see us varying our play. We wasn't always trying to go through the middle, etc., etc. We were quite, we, we had, a, I think, uh, you know, I'm not a stats man, as you guys know, but um, I reckon we get a high percentage of crosses going into the box today. And, and 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 it worked. It kind of shocked them. I think Brighton were sort of expecting us. They they had sort of so many people in and around the centre of the pitch, sort of you know thinking we're going to play through them. And I think. And did you notice how much space Robertson and Trent had all game? I think we surprised them with our tactics. Yeah, well, you see the the, diff, the thing about the crossing ability of both of them is they vary it very well. Sometimes they whip it in the box. Sometimes yeah. they, they go along with it. Sometimes they'll they'll play it back onto the edge of the box. Sometimes they won't cross it at all. And defenders don't know what's going on, uh, but um, for me that's just a brilliant header. Uh, it's it's um, two and a half time. It's as comfortable as I suppose you can expect it to be. Um, I wanted Liverpool to come out and I wanted them to put this to bed as quick as they could because although Chelsea are being beaten, um, I think one nil at half time, a goal against us and things will get a bit rocky. I'm not saying they would, but the chances are they could. Um, nah. Ian, three nil um, and. Dom Solanke um, was one game away from beating Khabib's record of 27 and 0 but uh, he scores and he, he, he does um, he doesn't break Khabib's uh, unbeaten record he scores um, brilliant movement by Salah brilliant ball and he lines it up and do you know what it reminded me of as soon as I seen it I just thought Milan Barros it was exactly like Milan Barros does 
you know, that bit of hesitation, and then he just wallops it into the goal. Um, but good for the lad to get a goal. I, like, you know, especially last league game of the season. He's been in and out. He hasn't impressed me whatsoever, but he's been in and out. And for him to get a goal, it'll do him, it'll do him the world of good. I thought he was outstanding today. I think he, he's got a lot of lot of shit off a lot of people. Uh, people forget that he's only a kid, do you know what I mean? He needed a goal. Good on him. Just just in time for him to get his second. Um, you watch people lose their shit when he scores the winner in the Champions League final in the last minute. You watch people lose their shit. Because they'll be telling people he's been saying he was the next fucking second coming for the last five years. No. What I will tell is I tweeted today. I said um, um, I, had a, I had a friendly bet with a couple of guys off Twitter uh, Nish, who's got the podcasting couch, who does the, um, the podcasting couch. I told him at the start of the season, I'll be very happy. I'll bet him Big Dom won't score four goals all season. And he laughed at me. He said, ha, 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 Grizz, you've lost. We're not asked. We're not asked So I told him today, I told him today, if he scores three today, right, perfect time to bet. Because when I, when I found out he's selected, I said, banging a hat-trick today and the winner in Madrid uh, against Madrid fucking a what time to win a bet but look good on him I thought it was very similar to you compared it to a Barrosh finish do you remember when Origi scored a, a similar goal to like that against Southampton I think when he was off the underside of the bar as well yeah, yeah. So, so it was similar to that in the league hope. look look I'm, 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 slu- I'm a little bit on the other side of the fence with, with regards to Dom Ian thinks you know He's a good player. I think he's a good player. No, what I, just... what I think is, what I think is, he's got the skill set and the physicality to be a good player. He just needs people need to give him a chance. I can see him if we sign another forward in the summer. I can see him going out on loan to someone yeah. like, like like a Huddersfield, someone like that. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I'm prepared to give him a go. I'm not. I'm just not writing the kid off. He's 20. He was brilliant today. His goal was quality. He just thought. I think a player like him, when he. When he's gone through a pure dry spell, you just need to twat it. Do you know what I mean? Stop messing around. That's what he, he does. Twat, yes. That's and, what he does. Um, he Steve, just twatted it. Stephen Kingsbury says uh, Milan Barros away to Bolton. That's the, exactly what I'm thinking of. He just yeah. smashes it in. Um, Alan Shearer didn't place a goal in his entire fucking life. Everything he ate was like a rocket. Just yeah. twat it, man. Yeah. Now I, I'm not. I'm not writing them off, and I'm like, he hasn't impressed me. But he's a kid. But you see, the, I'm probably. I'm probably a little bit biased because of the view I had that he wasn't good enough, you know, along with Ings as backup in the squad. So I have a, I, I'm not the, I'm not the most impartial person to ask when it comes to. Well, no, 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 you, no, you are, you are impartial. You've, look, that's your opinion. That's your view. What it is, it's, it's difficult to see him. He is a good player, and but he, as Ian says again, he needs games. He needs, he needs time to play. He needs experience to play. I just don't see where we are as a team and where we're progressing, where we're trying to get to. I don't see him getting that time, next, especially next season. So I think alone at this... 19, did you say he's or 20, whatever? 20. Just saying 20. Just 20, 20. So I think it makes sense for all concerned, I think, especially if we bring someone in. Of course, if we don't bring in another forward, then yeah, he, he stays with the squad. But I think if we bring in another top wide forward stroke, someone who can play instead of Bobby then a loan is sort of kind of perfect for him to get sort of experience. But it's got to be a loan at a club where they're going to play football. Do you know what I mean? Sort of similar, in a similar style to ours. Yeah, because, think, because, because he's got all the physical attributes. He just needs to know or more time to play the intricate, the, the intricate stuff that we can play. I think that lets him down sometimes. He's not quite in tune with, with the likes of Amane, Salah, Bobby, which is to be expected because not many are. All right? But 
if he wants to go up that level, I think his awareness around the box, his quick thinking has to improve, in my opinion. I, think I mean, linked with the, he was linked with going to Rangers under Gerrard. I think that'd be a shocker move because the standard of football there is dog shit. Yeah, and but it's, I not even, go... it's not even the standard of football. You, you can play in any league in the world you want, and it doesn't matter how good or bad it is. It's the style of player playing in your own team. You know, yeah. like he can go up to Rangers and they can lock, launch balls at him all day, and he could probably score twenty goals. But coming back to Liverpool and they want you to get it into feet and, and actually play. One two touch passing in a, in a toy area, you're not going to get anything over me up to Rangers. Yeah, he had a good. Th- that is why. That is why I would back him to go to Huddersfield because they play it. It's like Liverpool lighting it under under Wagner. Mm. They, they come from the I same mean, school of thought. So. He had a loan at uh, a Vitesse Arnhem where he looked good, and I thought that would be in a good. Uh, 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 a good, ex- good. Ex- I think he spent a whole season there yeah. where he done really well. You could, you could probably look at one or two of the teams that come up as well. Um, not Cardiff, because that Mongo fucking manages them. Um, but who else come up? Wolves. I don't know. Wolves are meant to have a lot of money, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think a loan move is probably the most viable option I, at the moment. But then again, we've seen players that you think that's going to happen, and things turn very fucking quickly. Exactly, yeah. They're in the team. Lads, I want to go on to the last it, goal. Come on. Go on, it's, go on it's very hard. It's very hard to loan a player out if you scored the win in the Champions League final, though. Yeah, I know, but remember Vin, Vin, uh, Del Bosque got sacked after winning it. So, yeah, but they, they're mad, they're mad. Yeah, I know, but look, we'll see what happens. Um, but look, we're only fucking speculating on a club. Obviously, has plans in place, and they have to because of the shortened window this, this summer. And we'll see what happens come August the 9th, I think, when the window closes and where everybody stands. Uh, last goal, Andy Robertson, um, best left back in the league. Uh, gets, us, gets on the score world world get it right world yeah right okay you can, you can say that if you want I'll, I'll allow that one mm. um, but this lad just gets better and better he was a bit off against Chelsea last week I'm alright with that um, it was a game I was willing to write off anyway but um, Andy Robertson left back nailed on we're not even going to have a conversation around left back this summer Ian um, he gets better and better and better and to see him I know it's the last day of the season. I know it's 86 minutes. But if you watch the goal back, the, he gets inside. He, he anticipates a cross. And when it comes to him, he doesn't rush. He takes his time and he just buries the fucking thing again. Um, outstanding signing at £8 million. So, there, there hasn't been... I know Salah get all applauded because he's broke records. But there, there hasn't been a better signing value for money-wise than Andrew Robinson this season. He's been incredible. The game's done and dusted at 3-0. See how much he celebrated. Every, that's just how he plays football, everything. He's the first into a group of players when he's when we score. He, he's just blood and guts, isn't he? He's, oh, he's fucking unreal. Mm. And if you could have, if you'd have asked the entire fan base or the entire crowd that day, right, there's one more goal left this season, who would you give it to? I reckon it'd be in the high 90% of the ball, said Andrew Robertson, definitely. Yeah, he's, he's, the thing about him is, and I've, I, from watching him, I think... From early on, although yeah, he plays early. I always go back to the game. He plays against Palace at home early in the season. He's really good, and then we don't see him for a little while. Um, but I felt when he got into the team, he's someone that gets Liverpool. You know, and you're saying about how much he celebrates, but it's little milestones for this team. Like Grizz, like if you look at Salah, Salah gets his 32nd goal to, to beat that record. You know, Lovren can always do it a goal. Solanke gets his first. Robertson gets his first. Do you know the kind of way? Um, it's all little milestones for this team, and like I know it's the fourth goal, Grizz, but that that does wonders for him again. 
you know, it's the last little thing to tick off as on the season. I think that's his first goal of the season. I'll probably be correct very quickly. Ro- Robertson? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, um, but Grizz, little milestones all over the pitch today in a game that we had to draw or win. Um, it's all good, isn't it? And especially for Andy Robertson. Uh, as Ian says, probably, we would, you know, we would, just before the thing we were discussing, sort of highs and lows, I, that's one of my highs, watching Andy Robertson score, sort of in the last game of the season at home, the fourth goal, and still celebrate like it's the winning goal in the Champions League. Brilliant. I think the kid, I think the kid's, and he's, and he's relatively young as well, he's relatively kid. His story, his rags to riches Literally, rags to riches story is just is just sensational. It's, it's poetic. It's brilliant. I, I love the kid. He epitomizes. You're right. He epitomizes what it's like to be a Liverpool player. The, the passion, the joy that he shows in every game, in every goal. It's, it's true. Every fucking celebration, you will find Andy Robertson, the first one to celebrate every goal scorer. You know, and from Arbeloa was great at that. Was he, what, was yeah. he good at that? No matter, no matter where it was scored, Arbeloa was straight over the top of everyone. In a I'll, tell you, I'll tell yeah. you, this kid, I tell you, this kid is sensational in terms of the camaraderie and teams. And you can tell everyone was chuffed to bits for him as well, and uh, which is always a good sign. Top, top lad, top, top. And you know what? We always talk about nice people and nice lads. i tell you what, he can play and he doesn't mind leaving a foot in there as well. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's excellent. And um, long may I continue. Um Another pre-season under his belt with Klopp, and we're going to get a full season out of him rather than, what, 60% of a season this season out of him. Um, last thing on the game, uh, and it's the referee, and I have to go to it because it's getting monotonous now at this stage how bad these these are becoming. Um, there's two instances for me off the top of my head that I can think of in the first half. One where it's a, it's a penalty, a uh, handball penalty all fucking day long. And then there's the one on Salah. And the one on Salah for me, he takes a touch. The ref is in a decent position. The ball never moves. The ball never goes anywhere. And this guy cleans him over. Ian, what do we have to do to get a penalty in a game, any game at this stage? Because it's becoming beyond the joke now. Um, You know what? The the second one where he cleans Salah out is just mental. Uh, it's mental. And I know in the replay you see him get a slightest touch, but he's already halfway through the man when he gets that. It, it's just... Uh, the handball. The referee's like four yards away. That that cross has come from 30 yards away. Do you know what I mean? If we've we've had two pens give, a go, give against us in the Champions League in the past couple of weeks from about six yards away. The one against Clavin the other day was from about fucking half a yard away. And this lad's seen it come all the way over. I don't... <laughs> It's terrible defending. But the referee's right there and you're like, how much did the FA want Harry Kane to be the top scorer in the Prem? That's all I can think it is because they'll think Salah will get the pens. I just don't know what it is. They can't all be that bad at the job. They can't. They can't. No, they can't. But it's it's mad. I'll tell, tell you what's mad about it, right? Every well, It seems like the last two months, right, we've been talking about that was the worst refereeing performance I've seen. And we say it every week. And we say this was, no, this was the fucking worst. This geezer, right, Kevin Unfriend, right, this easily was... Been waiting to say that all day. This, this... No, I thought about it just right now, actually. It's a good one, actually. This, This geezer, this geezer was the fucking worst. 
And he was the worst, not only in terms of his decision-making, but he was the worst in terms of his arrogance, his treatment of players. Out of all the fucking tackles, out of all the plays, because there were some nasty, rough tackles from those fucking uh, centre-backs of uh, Brighton, Duffy, and who's the other one? Dunk, is it? Dunk, right? There were some hard challenges. Out of all the challenges all over the pitch, do you know who he gave a fucking stern word warning to? Out of all the players, Adam fucking Lalana. Lalana came on after ten, his first incident was sort of where he went for a 50-50 high ball. You know, it could have been him or it could have, whoever got first, would have given, the other person would have been given the foul against, right? He fucking, out of all the incidents, that was the incident he chose to have a word and, you know, you know t- give Lalana a big telling off when there was no need to. It's, it's, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but it's crazy. It's mental. I think, forget two penalty incidents, I think there's three. Did you guys see the one where the guy sort of does an overhead kick on? I can't remember who it was. Yeah. He's trying yeah, to get the ball. Yeah. Dan- dan- could be construed as dangerous play. Anywhere yeah. else you get a foul. But there, but there, them types are like, ah, oh, you don't know. Yeah, okay, the, fair the enough. The two we speak about is, your man, Blatant. it's a handball, and the one on Salah is just, and I don't know, um, I watched the game, and then I watched the back, I watched the video back of oh, like a highlights package um, because I always need to refresh my memory before I come on here. And I don't know who it was, and he's just like, just, what, what's the argument? What? There's no what, argument. What, what did you say? It's a yeah, and, I also want, and I also want Klopp, even though we've qualified and he's got a big beaming smile with his new teeth and we're in the Champions League final, I still want him to make a, I still want him to make a point of that. Yeah. Every, see, every time he's questioned, I want him to say it. I want he to say, can't. And did you... Why can't he? Because you, can. because you can't say anything anymore now, and you see that's all. And I go back to the, what I said before. Because I don't want because I don't want I don't want Klopp to be known as sort of always crying when we haven't won or we've drawn, we've lost or we've drawn. We've won four 0 We're in the Champions League final. I think he should still he, make a report he about may, our ref. He may report do. him and say what the fuck was that bollocks about? He may, he may do privately through the official channels from the club. Yeah, but he's not going to do it in an interview because. They can't say anything anymore. They're restricted on what they can say and how they can say it. And if I go back to what I said a long time ago. Ferguson was the master of this. Ferguson would, would literally tell the referee, "You're not going to referee in this ground again." Uh, in a roundabout way, in a very stern way, and he, the, the ref didn't. And if he did, he was giving United fucking everything because he played the game perfectly. But that game is not allowed to be played anymore. The standard referee is a fucking atrocious. And I'm not the biggest fan of VAR, or I don't. In its current format, I don't think it works. It's not quick enough. But I go back to the, the rugby union where, you know, it's literally, hold on, I have a word, he goes upstairs, you hear the guy upstairs, and then you go through it. But today, it's, it's, it's becoming fucking farcical now. It's really but guys, is it no surprise, is it no surprise that there's not a single official at the World Cup, an English official, a no. British or English? It's no surprise, is it? No, it's not. It's shocking, shocking it's not. standard. It's not. But look, uh, we move on from it. Um, what did I want to get into? Uh, oh yeah, right. We've done the game. Um, I want to go to a couple of couple of names of come up transfer wise, and people are shouting at me here on Periscope. So let's go through it really, really quickly. Right. Um, the first one rumours around uh, Brewster. Um, he made a supposedly made a nice comment to Klopp the other night, saying thanks for all his help stuff. And now it's come out that there's a chance he leaves. Um, top talent, in my opinion, from what I've seen of him. But I have no clue about what's going on around this contract. Grace, I'll come to you first. Um, is there anything around this Bruce thing? Is there a contract? Is there? Do you have you read anything, or is there something that's gone past you as well? Yeah, he's got. It's it's another one of those Sterling situations. Uh, he's got a he's got an agent that just 
you know, these agents these days, powerful, powerful men. He's a good kid, Brewster. Uh, a friend of mine um, actually uh, is trying to get 50% of his commercial, uh, 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 rep- representing 50% commercially. So, look, the, the situation is we've, we're trying to sign him. A lot of these German clubs are making noises. Uh, it's very similar to how the Man City youngster, you know, Jude, I don't know, you probably don't know. Yeah, the Jordan Sancho, uh, talented City kid who went to Dortmund last season. He shares the same agent as him. So, um, and that agent's obviously saying to him, look look how good Jordan's done. Um, you know, all these clubs will play you. Klopp loves him. Klopp raves about him. Klopp thinks he's one of the best best talents he's ever seen at academy level. So, uh, he, I think I think he'll stay. I mean, I know there's loads of rumors going around that look he's gonna he's not signing a new contract. He's gonna leave, but I think I think he I think he'll stay on. I think he'll sign an agreement. I think it's just he's just one of those talented kids, especially these days where where, where the agents get into your ear. You know, his dad wants him to stay. His dad's a big Liverpool fan. He is he wants to stay. He loves he loves it. Uh, Brewster himself wants to stay. It's just the agent. Um, unfortunately, as we know, agents are fucking powerful these days. Okay. Ian, um, not so much on the contract side of things, but have you seen much of Ryan Brewster and what you've seen of him? What have you made of him? He looks top draw, really. Proper top draw. It was only a couple of weeks, well, just before his injury, they were talking about him being in the first-team squad next year. Klopp wants him in the first-team squad. And then, just after his injury, I read that Celtic wanted him on a year-long loan, which would also be a good move for him as well. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, he's, t- he's top talent. But agents are powerful. But at the end of the day, he's only a kid. So his co- the, the hooks that that agent's having him can't be that strong. It's not, he's not like one of those Mendes fellas or anything like that. So if he's not happy, if he wants to stay at Liverpool and his dad wants him to stay at Liverpool, then he will stay at Liverpool. He'll fuck his agents off and they'll move forward. I can't see him going anywhere. I just... There's no better side, certainly in this country, for him developing as a young forward than, than, than where he already is, do you know what I mean? So, he's a talent, though. If we lost him, a bit the way like City lost, is it Sancho, is it? Sancho, Sancho yeah. Sancho to Dortmund. He looks like a real talent as well. He'll be in the England squad in a couple of years, and they've had him plucked away. You don't want to lo- You can't afford to lose these. Because what'll start happening... Is these German clubs to start robbing our players the way we've been robbing the Spanish players? For That's exactly years. what it is. Yeah, mm. he's got the same agent as not only that, but do you remember that uh, Reese Oxford from West Ham? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Same. So, that, so he's got that. This agent's got these three players, and he's just spent another uh, season in Germany as well. But the thing is, you know, someone's got to tell Brewster, like, you know, it's not all rosy because that Reese Oxford barely played. I mean, Sancho's fe- feature- featured quite quite a bit but then he's had oh, only recently different... though only recently has he started to get a goal like the last two months that's what I mean and mm. that's and that's because probably the new coach came in etc etc as well um, so I, I rate the kid as well I, um, you know I saw a lot of him at that, uh, the World Cup um, he's fucking good he's yeah. frighteningly good man I see uh, on, on the I, I mean, World Cup, fingers crossed man yeah fingers crossed man I hope he stays because I, I think I think all that talk about Bring him into the sort of first team. I think that was a bit to do with sort of getting him to sign a contract. Didn't quite work because he didn't actually sign it. But uh, let's hope he still does. Mm. Um, for me, uh, people are asking there, why, why would he want to leave Liverpool? Money. Simple as that. It's just money. It's the way the game goes now. Um, 
But I agree with people there saying, you know, and Ian and, and Grizz, um saying, look, this is a play, great place to be. I could see Klopp taking a, a big shout on him, um, especially in pre-season. Um, if you're good enough, you're old enough. I don't care if he's fucking 16 or 26. If you're good enough, you're old enough. Um, two more names, right, uh, Grizz, And I'm gonna, I want to be really quick on this because we have about 20 minutes left and I have a good few bits to get through. Um, Fecker... Or Fecker, as I call him. Yeah, I've been um, waiting all week, all week for your accent. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say Fecker all week in well, your Irish accent. Uh, yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I'm going to call him from here on in. Um, it's it's all over the fucking shop with this. This was breaking last Sunday that we supposedly agreed a deal. Then it was, I think his father made comments. Then Julier was involved. Uh, Ian, I'll come to you first. Um, Nabil Fecker, um, that better? Uh, Much better. Well done. You, you, you've been calling me a fecker for about eighteen months. I'm used to it. To be honest, I, and I won't stop. Uh, so, <laughs> for you, Ian, um, is this just more fucking press lighting things up just for the for the crack? You know, possibly, mate. Possibly. Or what I would say is signing him makes a lot more sense to me than signing Lamar. Uh, I think he's someone. He can fill all the front three positions. He can fill the number 10. He could even play as a number eight against really sides that was supposed to take a part. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I make these things gain speed really quickly. Do you know what I mean? Because of all the, the bell end ITKs on Twitter and that. Mm. That's it. Uh, just yeah. Just speed. Sorry, just, I thought you were going to keep talking no, there. I just, I just, no, I just. I just stared at a Bell and ITK, couldn't help it. But do you know what I mean? These type of things, they gather pace and people get carried away and before you know it, he's fucking ordering he's ordering a pasty and Greg's on Scotty Road. These things, you know what I mean? But all I will say is his signing makes a lot more sense than some of the other ones who've been linked to it. Definitely more than Dembele. Anyone who thinks we're signing Dembele from Barcelona is on a serious heroin come down. Mm. Um, sorry, just a couple of people there saying, um, it's one person, and sorry, your name's just gone off the screen, so I can't, I don't know your name, but you'll know you wrote it, um, said, no, we're completely wrong, it's about playing time, not money. Um, I don't think Ryan Bruce was in any position to tell Jurgen Klopp he's demanding playing it's, time. It's so, not, it's, it's all about money. We no, don't no, offer no, our no, kids that I'm much not, time. I'm not writing off, I'm not writing off, um, the playing time thing but it's not all down to that and mm. when agents are involved it's not about playing time it's about money and it's about exposure and making money outside the game not only inside of it um, we've seen it with Sterling we, we've seen it with the lads you have mentioned um, but I hope it gets sorted I hope it gets sorted really quickly because as I said um, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of go big on him in pre-season and see what he can do um, last one uh, Grizz I'll stay with you um, Jack Butland Um Stoke have been relegated. A lot of people have come back now and said that we are interested in him in January. We are offering forty million. Where it was torn down. Now he's available for is it twelve million? Or maybe that might have been Shakiri. I don't know what the money is. I think Shakiri is rumoured at twelve million buyout because of his because of the relegation. Um uh Papa Roach eighty four saying don't go to Butland. I have to go to Butland because it's the only other name that's there. Um I'll straight out Grizz, I fancied um Butland as a keeper. Um, up until about a year and a half ago, and then he done two injuries. I think one might have been an ACL, um, one was a hand injury. And I, any time I see Stoke play, which isn't very often, granted, but any time I see highlights of them, I've never been impressed from since. Um, do you think there's anything in this? And if there is, do you think we're taking a bit of a risk? 
I'm with you. I used to think he's a fantastic keeper. But in 2014, I remember, I used to think he's the best English keeper, best young English keeper. But um, those injuries, he's never been the same. He's he's not impressed me. He's not my cup of tea. But again, <laughs> we to sort of argue, we can give our opinions on players. And that's just all they are. They're just opinions. Obviously, the the, the, the analytics team, the scouting team, clock. They've seen something. They they know something. They want to do business. I think there's a deal there agreed. If you want to take it up, let's just hope we don't take it up. But I think there's uh, definitely a deal in place if we want to take it up. And he's definitely, definitely. I mean, he'd, he'd fucking love to come to us. <sighs> you know, I'm with I'm with majority of the fan base when when we say meh. But you know, it is what it is, lads. It is what it is. Sorry, Grizz, just a quick question for you because people are asking. Um, you know, your, your thoughts on Fekker, do you still do you think that's an ongoing thing? Do you think it's close or do you think it's paper talk? I know I know last nah, week. Nah, it's close, it's close. Okay, Grizz reckons very close, it's still close. Very close, um, very close. Um, we were trying to get his brother, no, his agents were trying to get his brother in the deal as well, Yassin Fekir, but he's not involved in it anymore. I think the deal was, again, it was dependent on Champions League as well. We've got Champions League. I think it's near enough. It's near enough there now. Okay. Uh, Ian, I'm going to come to you and I have two things for you because um, I gave Grizz two questions. So here you go. First one, um, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, Jack Butland, yay or nay? Honestly, God. You know what I think about Jack Butland. I will be... I will be mortified if we spend £40 million on a younger version of Simon Mignolet. That's how I rate him. That's that's where I put him. Okay. If we sign him, if we sign him, I'll, I'll get behind him and I won't slag him because I'm not a yeah. No, but, if I look... But you know I... what? I, I, I really worry about that. I really worry about that. Do you know what worries me about it? Uh, when you look... Say for argument's sake, you're going to go with Carrius as your number one. Right. For me, you have two options. You go with a slightly younger keeper who has ambitions to be number one and can work with Liverpool and under Karius. Or you go with somebody really experienced, a la Pepe Reina, to come in, you know, keep Karius' career progressing um, and dare to stand in should anything go wrong. Or possibly a third option, you buy somebody that you believe is better than Karius and they push each other. I don't think Jack Butler matches any of them. I just don't think he matches any of that criteria. I think he's somebody that is probably around... I wouldn't even think he's around Carrius' level at this stage because he just looks unsure of himself all the time. And I don't know how that pushes Carrius. That, that's just the way I am. Ian, the second question to you. Um, where was I going to go with this? I had Butland. I had one other for you and I can't remember who it is. So don't worry about it. We leave, we leave. Do you want me just to tell you Butland shit again? I can do that. I can tell you the shit again. I know, but shit. you're always telling me that and I'm getting a bit sick and tired of it. Yeah, I am, I am, yeah. And, I, and I'm very rarely that negative on a player. But I think if we spend that much money, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If we're signing him at 40 million, it's to be number one. You don't, that's you don't have the a worrying million. thing. See, that's you don't have the a thing. 40 million pound keeper as number two. I think we need to upgrade Carrius. Mm. I still think there's a... a but... Butland's not an upgrade on him. He's certainly not a £40 million upgrade on him. OK. Um, sorry, the second question for you. I remember it now because someone's reminded me. Um, Zaha, a lot of word, got, not word going around, but just a lot of conversation amongst Liverpool fans during the week. Would we, would we not? I think 50, 60, 70 million is being quoted. Is he somebody that you look at? Yeah, I love him. I've loved him for, loved him for a while. I've been saying for a while, he's the next 
big, you know, breakout star, if you know what I mean. He's going to go to another side, a proper side, and be, and be brilliant. Best player outside the top six, I think. Best player yeah, outside the top yeah, six. Yeah, that's what I've said in the past, yeah. Best player outside the top six. Real, real flair, real star quality. Yeah, that'd be all over me. Okay. Can I just say what I've heard on Zaha? Basically, yeah. what I've heard on Zaha is Palace inquired about Klein, mm-hmm. Nathaniel Klein, and we obviously said, yeah, we'll be involved if we've asked about Zaha. I can't see Zaha leaving London. I think he'd be perfect for us. I think he'd be fucking sensational for us. But you're looking at 60 million plus. We've got the money. We've got the money. It's just about convincing. So it could be, it could be part of a Chelsea rebuild or Spurs as well. Something along them lines. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? It's like... Or an Arsenal rebuild. He, he, could, he could play right, left, through the middle as well. He can beat players for fun. I think he went to United... I think he went a bit too early, and I think it was at the crossroads. I think at, at the time, I think United was sort of in transition, weren't they? Kind of thing as well. So it was a bit, it was a bit awkward time. I think he's, very, I think he's matured. I think the responsibility that he's got. A lot of people say big, big fish in a small pond type thing with Palace, but I think, um, I think the responsibility that where the, where the whole, basically the whole attack relies on Zaha at Palace. I think that helps a player, in my opinion, just like Salah as well. You know, so I think Mate, so- he's. Someone just said on it, I think it's mixed up, he's gone off my screen now, that Zahar isn't technically good enough. He hasn't been watching Zahar because <laughs> he's, he's all technique. He's unbelievably technically gifted. Yeah. It's other part of his game that aren't good enough. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think what Mick might mean by that is that if you watch the way Palace play, um, he, he is quite technically good. I'm just wondering, is he, is he a good enough, you know one two-touch footballer in the way we want to play because that's the way it is. Your pace is good for Liverpool but in most games you're going to be up against teams that are sitting back and you have to play around them. I think that's where Mick might be coming well, from. Someone else here Ma- says Zaha Mane, has gone Mane's to Mane's not a one-two. Mane's not really a one-two player when we got him. Mm. He's yeah. get the no, I mean, I mean Zaha, I'd be, I'd be over the moon with him. We've made a tentative inquiry from what I think I know but um, I'd be very surprised if he leaves London. Yeah. Um Somebody saying there that Arsenal uh, are are in for him or he's going to Arsenal. And then, uh, what's that name there? There's another person there saying Pulisic all day long. I agree. I think. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm Pulisic. Yeah. Team Pulisic. I, I'm not so much team. I, I see where the, the benefits come out of for a, on a marketing side of things. These American American owners. He it's not one or the other with those, though. It's not one or the other. It's a hard or Pulisic. I think Pulisic is that young that you'd buy him anyway. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. It'll be an interesting summer. I just want to see. I just want to see where, when we bring in these players, I want them. To, I want to be able to say, yeah, they can play in Air Force Eleven right now. And the the person that's in that position right now better watch out because we've somebody that's good enough to go up against them because we don't have enough of that at the minute. We're just a bit short. Yeah. Um, and I say that despite being in the Champions League final, I know before everyone needs to fucking head at me. But that's Pulisic, Pulisic, in my opinion, Pulisic will definitely end up at Liverpool in his career, whether it's this season or the following season. Pulisic, as long as FSG are our owners, Pulisic will always, always be a target for them. Always. Yeah. Stephen Kingsley says Liverpool need to move to the next level of transfers now. I fully agree. Um, yeah. We don't want, we want, we want 20 players now that if you, if you stood them all on the line, you wouldn't be able to pick your 11. Easily. Well, you know, well Klopp, like... after the game today, alluded to, on the pitch interview, he said, look, 
um, he said something about Hendo and Ginny playing 6,000 games. Do you know what I mean? So it shows you Klopp's aware of it and thinking about it as he goes along. And he said, look, we didn't have options. They've done so many games. We'd love to have rotated like sort of the other teams have. And these set of players, that's why he was so proud of the players because it literally has been sort of 14 players that have got us through this campaign of Champions League final and top four in the, in, in the, in the Premier League. I think it's an outstanding achievement by Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, it is. It is. No doubt about that. Listen, lads, we've only about 10 minutes left, so here's a couple of topics I want to go through, right? I want to give you um, your highlight of the season and your low point of the season, all right? Now, your highlight can be a game. It can be a piece of skill. It can be a goal. It can be something funny. It can be anything you want. The low part, again, could be a goal. We conceded a result, a game, whatever, again, whatever you want. Um, Ian, I'll come to you first, and we go with the highest. Um, your highlight of the season. Oh, man, I've got a terrible memory. Uh Ox, uh, Oxlane Chamberlain's goal against City in the Champions League was good. Okay. 25 yards screamer, and because of what it meant. As soon as that went in, I thought, we're doing these, proper, proper doing them. So that's definitely up there. Uh, overall highlight, it, it, it's, it's just Mohamed Salah just smashing everyone to pieces. Okay. Um, Grizz, your highlight of the season, as I said, it can be a goal, it can be whatever you want, and don't cheat like Ian and try to give me two. Nah, nah. Uh, for me, it's quite. It's mad, and it's un, untalked. It's, it's, we don't talk about it enough. Oh, no, one's, no one's going to give No one's going to give you No, 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 no. One, one, one. I tell you what. I tell you now. If if Salah's goal against Spurs in, resulted in us winning, you know the one he scored at the end when the yeah. fucking ref spoiled it for us. That would have been it. But it was the Clavin winner against uh, Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we're, they've just equalised and everyone's fucking gone mad, I remember, on that day on Twitter. Mad. Everyone went mad, like, we fucked it up, we've blown it, this is it, blah, blah, blah. Because he made a few changes in that game, I remember. And then, and then, and then the cult hero, Clavin, goes up the other end and, and scores the winner. I think it was front foot Degsy who got the assist as well that day. Front so foot Degsy made it, did, yeah. yeah, so made it doubly uh, uh, poetic justice. But that was, that was the highlight for me. Okay. Um, highlighting me, you've just robbed it. I think the Salah goal against Spurs um, was unreal. Um, he's no right to score. He gets the ball on the touchline and he's no right to score. Um, I'm, you know when some, sometimes you see a goal or something and you, you're cheering and you're all in it? I literally stood and went, what the fuck has he done there? Yeah. I literally stood and, and was asking, no, that couldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened. But it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I'll go with that. But of course... You know, we could all, probably all, we all agree with the Champions League run itself and the way we've put teams away as being ridiculous. Uh, the lows, um, I'll go first because um, I'm not letting you rub this one on me. And it's definitely Spores away. Um, Spores away for me was just utter fucking carnage. Um, front foot Degsy didn't do himself any favours. Nobody did that day, to be, to be fair. But having said, as much of a low as it was, it was a watershed for the season because we got our act together very, very quickly after and I think we refuse for it to um, let it happen again. Sorry, Mick Jones says there, the highlight of the season has to be Milner getting Twitter. Uh, fair show. <laughs> he's he's a funny man. Um, he's a funny man, yeah. But that's my low, that's my low part of the season. Um, and I'm actually going to give two. Uh, that, um, the fan Sean Cox getting attacked outside Anfield was a real low for me. Uh, for some Does he know about my posh water? Um, no, Ian, that's his posh water. That Ian he, doesn't know about it, no, does he? he pours it out of the tap into the bottle and then he drinks it. Uh, Ian, that's the... But for me, inspirational. The, Sean Cox being injured and is still critically ill 
is a low for me. Um, and again, we wish him all the best, so I'm, I'm going to leave that at that. Ian, um, the low of the season for you, what is it? I was going to say Spurs, right? But you're a little little bitter man, so you went first. So mm-hmm. I would go for Oxley Chamberlain again, doing his doing his cruciate when he was in the form of his form of his career, and the way it's cost him Champions League final, it's cost him the World Cup, and he's and, he's handled it like an absolute superstar. So that'd be that'd be my low points as well. Oh oh, oh Buvac going a bit mad. Yeah, that, that's a bit of a let, that's a bit of a letdown. I don't know what's going on there. Because um, he, he's like in Klopp's in a circle, isn't he? Mm. He's like fucking Maya Lansky to Lucky Luciano, if anyone's into the mob, do you know what I mean? And he's just fucked them off. So that's a bit of a low point. But I go with Ox. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what's going on there with um, Bilvac. And I haven't read too much into it because I don't think anyone knows. Uh, Grizz, um, your low of the season, what would it be? Oh, it's got to be the Ox injury. I was just thinking today how much we're going to miss him against Madrid. And I know it's hard to sort of just talk about how much you miss someone in a one-off game because Milner's done superb. Ginny, I don't think we've discussed it, actually, who for me was man of the match today, by the way. I know you didn't ask us for the man of the match, but I thought Ginny was out of this world and he has been in this deep, deeper role. Um, but Ox, for me, that injury, oh, I was fucking... Even Klopp didn't want to celebrate, even though we'd smashed... City, where were the score was in the first game, 7-1 or something, in that first leg, he was proper, you could see him sort of physically down, and it's me as well, I mean, the way, you know, guys come back from so many injuries in the past at Arsenal, comes back, has sort of a few months injury free, and then he fucking goes and does one of the most serious, nastiest injuries a football player can possibly have, just praying and hoping that he gets back to full fitness, you know, um, but from the from a selfish point of view, he's going to be so missed because I think he's he would have been ideal ideal against Madrid, harassing, pressing, sort of the likes of Modric and Cruz and even Ramos, who try who are going to try to play. You know, basically what we discussed about sort of similar tactics to City. Ox Ox massive massive down 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 uh, downer for me. All right. Um, I want just to touch on it now. Mohamed Salah dominates uh, player talk this season, but. I want you to give me a player that overachieved for what you thought at the start of the season and underachieved from what you thought what might happen from the start of the season. Um, Ian, your overachieving player and your underachieving player, who would you go with? Overachieving, I'm going to go for Andy Robertson. Mental, how good he's been. And underachieving, I would go for uh, Simon Mignolet. I don't think he's underachieving. I say he's just about. That's well, his no, level. <laughs> well, who, who else is underachieved? Because I think, I think Lovren's done well. I think Trent's been outstanding. I think all your, your midfielders have all done well. None of them have underachieved, and then your front three are superb. So who's underachieved? Maybe Ben so. Woodburn. Ben Woodburn, but then it's really harsh because I'd say I wouldn't even say underachieved. I'd say the most disappointing season of being because he, he should have done a lot more this year, but for one reason or another, he hasn't. So I'm going for Mignolet, so fuck off and pick your own. Oh, well, you're a bitter, bitter man. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a six foot eleven. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, sorry, just before I get to Grizz, um, Ian ran a couple of polls on Twitter um, over the last couple of days. The first one was the worst LSE sign. 
it had to be ten million pound plus. Um, the options were Carroll, Balotelli, Aquilani, and Juff. And we'll give you the results of it now in a minute, or how it's going in a minute. We want your views on it. So come back to us in, in a couple of minutes. We we'll get to it. The second one was um, an underrated Liverpool player, um, probably of all time. Uh, Ronnie Whelan, Steve Finnan, Henderson, and Steve Nicol were your options. And we'll get back to them results in a minute, just to give you a chance to think about them. Um, have a think. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, and we'll, we'll ask we'll ask you what you think. We'll run through what you think, and we'll give you the results of how the poll's going. Uh, Grizz, um, your highs and your lows, shoe. No, you mean the underrate, underperforming and overperforming. And we've done oh, the highs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're yeah. overachieving. Get, overachieving. Get, with get with it, Gav. Get with it, Gav. Get with it, Gav. It's all right. Um, overachieving. It's, it's, a fucking, it's a fucking terrible day, isn't it, when Grizz is telling me to get with it, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, finished. It's fucking awful. It revives you, even though it's not revived. Listen, overachieving, James, the Ribena kid, Milner. I thought he's dead. I thought last season he was dead. I thought, <laughs> I, I did. I think, I thought, I thought, I thought. No near the, near, the, near the end of the season, he was dead out on his feet. Do you remember in January, February time, March time, he died? Um, I thought he's, he's, he's not good. Where's he going to play? Is he going to play left back? We've got Andy Robertson, Moreno's been kept on. Does he get into the central midfield? No way. I thought Milner, you know, on the peripherals, he'll be playing the odd game here and there. Fuck, you know, has he blown us away or what? I mean, he's been fucking Mr. Fantastic. The right being a kid himself, James Milner. So he's the one who's overachieved in my eyes. Underachiever, Daniel Sturridge again. Daniel Sturridge for me kept at the club wasn't sold I forgot he existed I genuinely forgot that, yeah. he, that, that he was a person yeah you know given another chance I don't know if it's injuries or what it is even when he wasn't injured and he played didn't look imp- impressive goes to loan on West Bromwich you know yeah just Daniel Sturridge yeah um, the overachiever for me is actually Oxley chamberlain um, because when we signed them, forty million or whatever the rumour amount was, I thought, yeah, we can club can get something out of them. He go into a different a side with a different mindset and a fresher mindset than what he's been at Arsenal for six or seven years. I did think that, but I thought, oh, has he stagnated too much? Has he gone too far the other way for club to drop him back? So I was expecting probably a season out where he was in and out of the team and. They nearly gave him the season to bed himself in, but he's been, I have to say, hand on heart, he's been brilliant. Um, lots of energy, skill, goals, assists. He seems to have a great understanding with Salah in particular. So for me, from what I expect, and I didn't expect him to be bad, I just expected him to need time to get out of the whole Arsenal mentality because from what, for my money, the mentality of Arsenal is rotten and it has been for a couple of years. Um, but I thought he overachieved on my expectations, which weren't too bad. At the start, um, so I give it to him. Underachiever, Emery Jan, um, without a shadow of a doubt for me. Um, flat to deceive, I think, for many games during the season. Had some really good games. Um, then he goes down with this injury, and people are saying, oh, he's injured, and he's this and he's that. I don't think he played for the club again. Um, and I think, I just think he, he hasn't set anything alike this season for me. I think he's been good in games, don't get me wrong, but I think there's a lot of games where I thought, no, not good enough being on the ball far too long not moving it quick enough little things like that um, so for me it'd probably be Emery Jan and that's because of this injury that's 
undiagnosable, I think someone has said it, they don't know what's going on. But for it to go on this long and and the transfer stuff to go on this long, it just left a little bit of a sour taste with me. But that's the way that's the way I look at it. Um, lads, let's get to this um, worst LFC signing over ten million. Um, your options: Andy Carroll, Aquilani, Balotelli, Juve. Now, as of about an hour ago, there was about nearly twelve hundred votes. Carroll was on fifteen percent, Balotelli thirty two percent, Aquilani seventeen percent, um, El Hadj Juve thirty six percent. Grizz. Would you pick someone off that list, or would you go for someone else? What way would you What way would you go with this? Uh, sorry, I done a man Ian there. What was that question again? Quickly, I'll, I'll answer it very quickly. Don't I'll answer very quickly. Don't um, Carol, Balotelli, Aquilani, yep. Juve. Would you pick Juf. one of those, or would you, would you go for someone else? Nah, Juve, mate, all day long. Okay. The worst possible timing at the worst possible time for us. We could have fucking got Nicholas and Elka and won the league instead. We fucking dumped Nicholas and Elka and fucking went for Al Hadjituth. Nightmare. Okay. I think his behaviour as well um, kind of sees him topping that pole because he was a fucking scumbag, to be perfectly honest with some of the things he done. Ian, um, are you going with Juve? Is there anyone off that list that you pick? Or is there anybody else? Apart, uh, apart from them, obviously. Now you can make an argument for any one of those four for, for different reasons, but... Oh, that's... Uh, I'd love 30 seconds alone in a room with Elad's Juve. He's a horrible bastard, did he? And he was, like Chris just said there, we made a massive balls up signing him when we should have went for Anelka. I think the biggest waste of talent out of those four is Mario Balotelli, but I think the overall worst signing is Elad's Juve because it affected everyone else. Yeah, it's very hard to argue against Juve, isn't it? Um, I'm trying to rack my brains of other... Um, although... Yeah, it's very hard to argue Elad's Juve. I'd probably Andy, argue for... Um, Downing was a lot of money, wasn't he? Nah, not really. He was over 10 really. million, wasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. He, seven, was he, seven, he went 17, was he? I just made that up. 17 mil? Yeah, type was yeah born, something man. like that. Yeah, but come on. If we actually, I remember watching a lot of the games, there were so many possible goals that he could have assisted. You know, he done all right. Suarez, done all right. Suarez, do you remember that was the, do you remember that was the Suarez season where I think, or anyone, Liverpool season where we hit the post and bar record amount of times? Mm. And I think a, a, Paul Stewart Downing was uh, was the assistant in those games. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. I will leave Downing alone then. Um, and I, yeah, I got. Let's let's be honest. If El Hadji Juve doesn't win that, can I, hey, can I just say mm. that I've just been called a pink shaped prick by someone on on a uh, Perry? Mm. I'd just like to say that I'm a prick in any colour shape that I wear. So I buy. You know I mean. That's 100%. Get over yourself. Doesn't matter, Get over yourself. Doesn't matter what colour he wears. He's quick yeah. most of the time. And I'm colour blind anyway, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're looking down at that shirt going pink. Fucking hell. I can't believe I put that on. Um, <laughs> right, uh, last one. Uh, you're underrated player. Uh, Ian, you gave the options of Ronnie Whelan, Steve Finnan, Jordan Henderson and Steve Nickel. Uh, Grizz, I'll come to you first. Would you pick anyone off that list or would you pick someone outside of that um, for an underrated player from LFC? Steve McMahon for me. Always has been Steve McMahon. I think he's. Uh, I think he was one of the most underrated players in a very successful team. And everyone used to talk about the rest of them: Barnes, Beardsley, etc., etc. In that team, but this, 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 that Giza is exactly what we need now. I tell you what, put Steve McMahon again. No disrespect to Henderson, or but you put Steve McMahon in this team, and we've got everything. That the only thing that we lack: someone who can fucking get in the ref's ears, tackle. Play football, snide fuck. I tell you what, he was the bollocks, Steve McMahon. 
Steve McMahon for you. Ian, mm. I presume you're going to pick someone off this list because um, you've made it. So uh, who are you going to go with? I am going to go with Ronnie Whelan. Okay. And that's not because he went incredible, because he was. Uh, it's because I think people have forgot just how incredible he was. Do you know what I mean? Because there was other superstars around him. He didn't really get... He didn't have the passing range of Jan Moby. He didn't have the goal threat of like other players in the side. I mean, but he could do everything and he could do everything well. And even you, you are sods, don't mind him when he scored a fucking 25-yard goal. It was against Italy. That goal against Italy, was that him? Uh, no, that was Did right. Did he score against... You're thinking right of the boys got kick against Russia in 88. Oh, Russia! Oh, USSR, geez. sorry. Let's get it right. Uh, yeah, he was, he was an unbelievable player, him. And some people have got confused with the Paul, and they're like, well, why Steve Nichol on there? He was amazing. I know he was amazing. But some people see, don't seem to grasp how amazing some of these players were. Do you know what I mean? I just think Ronnie Whelan had everything. In our team now, Ronnie Whelan would be a 60, 70 million pound player. He was unreal. How good he was. That, that, that bent a curler against United in the cup final. Where it's just fucking, it's about 15 yards wide. Oh, just, oh. Unreal, man. Yeah, no, I think that'd be. I think Willian's a fucking great shot as well. But can you imagine them two in our midfield, right? Just the hub of engine, Willian and McMahon, and let the front four go mad, do what they want. Look, you guys fuck off, do what you want, we'll handle this. Willian and McMahon, (laughs) fucking hell. Um, Amazing. For me, off that list, it's Finnan. I thought Finnan was a brilliant fullback. I knew you'd say Finnan, you fucking Irish shot. I only put put Finnan. That's that's prejudice. I only put Finnan on the list so we'd get involved. I knew it. No, I knew it uh, listen, uh, Whelan is Irish as well. Whelan's actually from the same place as me, the same area as me. He lived about five minutes from me. Um, went You're to confused. The, went to the same school. No, he did. Um, he's all right, Whelan. Uh, but for me, it's Finnan. I thought Finnan, as a right-back, you knew you were going into every game and he was just going to be solid. Do his job. Very, get, get caught very rarely. Get caught. He, he offered something going forward as well. He's a better cross with the ball than people gave him credit for. Um, so for me, it'd be feeling on that because I think he's I think he's an estate agent. Yeah. I was just about to say, where's he gone? He's an estate yeah, agent. Ne- I've never heard of him. And I, uh, the reason I found out this was because there was a reunion for the 2005 team um, to celebrate Liverpool's 125-year history, something along these lines. And they, they obviously, easy enough to find all these players, they couldn't find Steve Finnan. Apparently, he's a, an estate agent down south somewhere in England now. Um, I think it's an estate agent. Someone will probably um, correct me. It could be like... That's boring, man. Estate agent. I'd rather be Peggy Affects. What's, what's that? How do you pronounce the second name? Ian, the Peggy Affects. Uh, Affects. Yeah, he's a porn star. We are, we are, is he? Mm. Fair play. Not Fair that I've play. watched any of his, but I, I read it somewhere. I'd say I subscribe to his YouTube channel later. Um, i to confirm it. Yeah. I heard Fastino Esprit was going into porn. Yeah, Genuine. Fastino yeah. Esprit is mental. Phil was yeah, he's going into yeah. like porn. Like he was going to open up a gold shop. Fastino Esprit, yeah, that's the fucking porn he was going to go into. Yeah, but but, but apart from that, I tell you what, and you know, it's we sticking up beards' asses. T- <laughs> you know, he has to fucking. Anyway, uh, I tell you what, though, you know, Steve Finnan, we talk about underrating, and you're right. But I think if the if 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 social media was as big. As it is now, then I think he wouldn't have been as underrated. I mean, Robertson is getting applauded because social media is everywhere. Social media, and I think that plays a big part. I think Finnan would have got the. It can go both ways, well. that though. It can go both ways. Yeah, I can. There's pros yeah. and cons to it. Um, but uh, Fastino Espria, um, Phil was showing us a thing a while ago of a, 
I think it was a tweet from him, and I think he has a horse. He's in a field with a horse, and he he's he's fucking selling tape something to a horse to make it look like something else. And he's going around. A, a unicorn? Is he selling tape to horns to its something head? Something like yeah. that. Um, but it's fucking crazy. I'll I'll find I'll get Phil to send it on to me, and I'll, I'll show it to you. It's mental. He was um, very good mates with Escobar, so you know, yeah, don't put anything past Espria. Mental. Espria is just mental. Do you know who I thought when I seen that as well? And I know this might sound a bit stupid, but Steve McManaman for me never got the credit. And you know what? I, ne- I nearly put him on it. Nearly put him on it. He's won two Champions Leagues. Yeah, but he's managed the match in one of them. Even as a Liverpool player, I just I love watching him play. I absolutely love watching him play. And I thought, like when you see all this stuff on LFC TV, like going through the years and goals, and there's very little said about Steve McManaman. Um, I thought he was outstanding. But look, uh, we have to leave it there. Go on, go on, Chris. I'll let you out the No, no, I was just going to say Steve McManaman went up so high in my estimation when he when he went to Madrid, as as Ian says, when he went to win the Champions. Did he win it twice with Madrid? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where where I realised what a good footballer he was because yeah. he adjusted his role position as well. We knew him as a young flying winger, but he actually started playing in midfield for Madrid. I thought it was superb, and I remember him coming to Old Trafford in the Champions uh, in, in the in the in the European Cup or Champions League, whatever it was, and the old Ronaldo tearing it up. But yeah, McManaman was McManaman was just fucking quality that day. Yeah, well, look, I'm, we're going to leave it there. That's been our fat back four. Um, there's no game next week. The next week is a dead week because we're waiting for this Champions League final. But we'll let you know what's going on during the week. We we might plan something around the Champions League final before and after. We'll see. And we'll let you know. Um, do a poll, Ian, if, we, if they want another fat back for next week. Do a poll. Week. Stick Steve Finn in there and I'll vote for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's been it. That's been the fat back four. Um, thanks for watching. Um, it's been good. Liverpool are in the top four yet again. Uh, Champions League final to look forward to. Uh, loads of gear going on the transfer window. Um, the lads should be back on Tuesday, I think, for um, the Tuesday club. Then again, they could change it to Wednesday, you know, the way they go on. But uh, no, they'll definitely have something out for you. Uh, that's Grizz's posh water. That's being Ian. He's wearing pink. He only didn't realise it because he's colour blind. And yes, he is a prick most of the time. See you again. Over and out. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network.